721, the legendary voice of the Northern Plains. Keep fire 550 guns in the 701, and the quitter wants back in. Should we let him back in? <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just teasing. Uh, just filling in, Todd. Uh, oh, filling okay. In. So the, now you're just on a fill-in basis, okay? You're not actually. Know, Mike's got the. You're just. Mike's part... got a deal going with his wife, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill. I'm happy to fill in, man. You know. Uh, well, you're, are you I'm, expecting I'm still... a South Dakota call in uh, right now? Because there's one ringing. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you never know. Maybe. <laughs> well, let's. Well, we'll just not. we'll just take a cold and see what happens. Like hey, fire. Yeah. Well, and they hang up. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> come on. Probably an anti-gunner. Probably an anti-gunner. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> nah, I want to talk to those guns. To with, those guys don't need guns. Why do they need guns? <laughs> Crazy talk, right? Oh, exactly. Well, apparently- we got bad news for them, then. What's that? Well, you our first story, right? Yeah. Rantay Gunner, we got bad news for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all, why don't you, uh, now, now that my phone just went, why don't, you, uh, why don't you break everybody in on that first story? Because I was about to. My phone just went. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, no uh, problem, I'll get my Todd, phone back so... to life. Okay, there, well, there we go. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so yeah, January 2024, the National Shooting Sports Foundation came out with uh, their uh, adjusted... Um, National Instant Background Check System numbers at a figure of 1,197,294 is a decrease of 5.6% compared to January of 23, and that adjusted figure was 1,268,236. But I got bad, bad news for the Second Amendment prohibitionist, Clayton, and I'm happy to report that it is the 54th month in a row that gun sales have exceeded one million. Boom! And that that that's the unadjusted. That's and there's a there's an adjusted figure and an unadjusted figure. And I, I like to let Clay explain that one because he's a lot better doing that than I am. Yeah, you know when you get the the two figures together, you're gonna have one that's gonna group everything together, right? And so. And the National Shooting Sports Foundation actually breaks that down and it reminds everybody that. The background checks reported from FBI are all checks. So that, that's every check that took place uh, for even new or used, that anything that ran through a FFL dealer. Well, that doesn't mean that's how many guns actually got sold. You can have multiples, or you might have a handgun and a, and a long rifle. So there probably was more firearms actually sold because a lot of times you'll get multiples, but they only do one background check. It's not like you go buy five guns. You have to have five separate checks. Also, a lot of states, North Dakota being one of them, South Dakota has the same. There's a type of concealed carry permit you can have that will allow you to forego the 4473, which is the form you use for NICS, and that not that is not going to be included in those numbers either. So, it's a it's a good number. It gives you a good idea, but there's going to be a variance in there, and uh, there's probably way more firearms that were transferred legally. That are not included in these numbers, and you got to do a background lose everybody. check. Lose everybody. Line a suppressor and something like that too, right, Clayton? Correct. Yep. Under the uh, 1934 uh, bill that passed long, long, long time ago, which is insane. Yeah, suppressors are considered a firearm or dangerous weapon 
that you have to have a background check, although even the commie states, even the socialist states allow you to buy them off the shelf, but we have to buy a $200 tax stamp and do a background check. Hey, you can poke somebody's <laughs> eye out with that thing. That's right. That's crazy, right? <laughs> you got to have a big eye to get it poked out with a suppressor. Oh, you're oh, really? going to give him a black eye anyway, so... <laughs> there you go, just thump him on the head with We're going to make fists illegal next, so you better watch out. You better not cry. 825 <laughs> guns in the 701. So uh, Hawaii getting a little creative with the Second Amendment. I, I guess Hawaii Five O and Magnum are, are just TV shows, so don't base your judgment on Hawaii based on what you see on those. Yeah. Well, Hawaii—they've been—they've been a Democrat state for for a very, very long time. Not really friend of the Second Amendment. Well, as you know, we all had the Bruin case. Bruin case set a precedent that has rang through the nation, and 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 and, and correctly as well that protects the Second Amendment. But I guess Hawaii decided, nope. You know what? We're just gonna say, you know, up yours to the Supreme Court and the nation of the law and the and the final decision, basically. And they took a case here. And, well, I was kind of just going through it quickly, but uh, the guy's name is Wilson, and they call this thing the Spirit of Aloha. And so Christopher Wilson was over there. He was the defendant. <laughs> and evidently, he was, you know, just enjoying a day, taking a stroll, had his 10 millimeter on him, was in possession of it, and then he got arrested. Uh, this happened in 2017. He was carrying a gun without a permit. And in the article, it said apparently ammo, too, which is a second charge. That's interesting as well. And uh, essentially this set off this case, and I don't think he ever saw it. Uh, lawyers moved that they should dismiss the case because it violated Second Amendment rights, which it does. And it's all in the context of the New York State versus Rifle and Pistol Association, or sorry, versus Bruin, which the court, as we all know, Supreme Court said, no, you have to have historical basis on these anti-gun laws is essentially what they said. A lower court actually had granted this motion on that basis. The state appealed it, and, of course, then it ended up in the Hawaii State Court. Now, guys, the Hawaii Supreme Court actually states a TV show. (laughs) They have this in their ruling (laughs) as that that was kind of a basis. I mean, I, I have never seen anything like it. They actually moved in there that, the Wire, a TV show known for its gritty portrayal of, of, of drug-infested streets, then and and not an anal, uh, they didn't an Sorry, I can't talk today. It's been a long week. They didn't even reference constitutional law, but they quoted the line that the thing about the old days is that they're the old days. They say it don't matter that constitution. Ah, you said that. Ah, don't worry please. about that. You the, Did I? You said yeah. It says the thing about the old days. They the old days. Baby, <laughs> I didn't get quite that right. Yeah. Uh, didn't get that accent. <laughs> but yeah, so if you ever see the wire, did, did you say yeah. today's the old days? I suppose it depends on how old you are. And a bunch of us are thinking, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm pushing 60 now, and yeah, I'm starting to feel like these are the old days. But anyway, just keep pushing. Well, I'll tell you what. Keep pushing. <laughs> Yeah, keep pushing. You guys, this is one thing, too, I was reading in this ruling, and this comes from about two different articles. I'm going to use the, the abbreviated one. It says, as the world, this is an actual, this is what the court said, as the world turns, it makes no sense for contemporary society to pledge allegiance to the founding era's culture, reality, laws, and understanding of the Constitution. So, 
essentially what they're saying, ah, you know what, doesn't matter what the Constitution says, doesn't matter what the U.S. Supreme Court says, it's an old relic, it doesn't matter, and then, of course, they reference the TV show. So they kind of, <laughs> in, in essence, I mean, really? Yeah, so we want to I'm take our lo- legislation based on a TV show. That's smart. Give, That's thinking you know, for I'll you. Give them credit for, I'll give them credit for something. They said the, the part out loud that damn near all Democrats think right there. Clay, they think the Constitution and Bill of Rights is an outdated piece of, piece of toilet paper oh, yeah. that doesn't pertain to nowadays. So I'll give them credit for that. Yeah, so they said this yeah, is absolutely. in the spirit of aloha is why they're ruling against this guy. So the spirit of Aloha, um, Todd and Clay, you remember who uh, King Kamehameha was? Mm, King no, Kamehameha no. dominated. <laughs> do, he, he was a king of this. They got statues of him over in Hawaii. If you remember Magnum P.I., like you said, Todd, the King Kamehameha Club, remember that on there? Uh, Magnum uh, and I, It's and been a while since I've... I've I've not watched yeah. it in ages, and no, I'm not watching that reboot series of Magnum. <laughs> Sorry, stupid, don't it? Yeah, he was like their big warlord who who who's uh, who's the king of Hawaii, and all he he put made war on all the other islands and took them over. And guess what he used? He used guns doing it as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> you bet he did. You, you oh, bet he did. Heaven I, forbid. I, yep. yep uh, the spirit of Aloha. Does include uh, guns, which they said in this article too. Muskets from 1791 weren't designed for mass shootings. Really, tell that to people um, who were in the in the Civil War and the, and you know the, the Revolutionary War. And then, in fact, the people who, who King Kamehameha was raining bullets down on. They would have been designed for mass shootings had they figured out the technology yet. That was yet to come. <laughs> But they gladly would have had it in the Civil War and, and back before the Revolutionary War. You think George Washington wouldn't have given his troops some weapon to mass shoot if it existed? Well, well, there was guns. Absolutely. Like eight-barreled uh, muskets. I can't remember. Maybe Clay remembers. Well, it's got to be ten or I mean, more for mass. Hand, 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 hand. <laughs> I thought it was four. I thought it was four or more. Oh, whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah the they pepper did. box they handgun, and they had rifles that shot multiple rounds at once. I mean, they all went off at once, but, you know, they still did it. Oh, man. <laughs> Guns of the 701, we will have more coming up. You said to use the boys are back in town, but I bet you're forgetting this. The boys are back in town. wait no more. We're getting ready to rock and roll. We're going to one, two, three, four. Think Eddie Murphy film. Name is Reggie Hammond. There you, there you go. <laughs> oh, that was such a cool movie, wasn't it? Oh, oh that's the last time that movie looked that uh, coherent too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least the last time his hair wasn't that big a mess. All right, more coming up on Guns in the 701 <laughs> in just a moment here on Cape Fire. 845 and Cape Fire 550 Guns in the 701. You guys still there? Oh, yeah. Didn't fall asleep or anything? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-automatic pistols by the numbers. Ooh. Oh, yeah. My, hey, you know, love semi-automatic pistols, Todd. So they dominate the market here in the United States. And as of 2021 numbers, the latest numbers from the ATF, there were 40 manufacturers in the U.S. who made over 10,000 pistols. That's that's handguns, not revolvers. There, there's a difference there. 
And yep. 16 out of those 40 made over 10,000 22 caliber or smaller pistols. And there's 10 major manufacturers of revolvers in the U.S., but only five of those manufacturers make 22 caliber pistols. So I don't think we're going to get through this whole list, but we can get through a couple of them here. Um, the number one um, manufacturer of these pistols, which I do have one, it's awesome. I love it. It's Sturm Ruger who made a total of 212,946. Clayton, you got a, you got a Ruger, too. As a matter of fact, I shot it, right? You had the suppressor on there out at axles. We were shooting that, right? Yes, sir. Yep. I got the uh, 2245. I love that little pistol with the 1911 frame. And, of course, it shoots the most popular caliber right now in the United States as a whole, the 22 caliber. Yep. And coming in at second at centerfire is... Uh, you know, America's cartridge, God's cartridge, the 223. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my favorite. Number two on the list. This one kind of surprised me, Clay. I don't know about you. The Caltech. Caltech was the number two manufacturer of 22 caliber smaller pistols at 98,200. You have a Caltech 22 Magnum, which, in fact, I've shot that as well. Great, great little pistol. Is that the only Caltech yeah. you have then, Clay? Actually, it, 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 the only one I have is the PMR-30. I love that firearm as well. But uh, it didn't surprise me, though, Jamie, that they came in there in the top. You know, they're a smaller company that started up years ago uh, with the polymer frames, having some fun. But that was not their primary focus was firearms at the time. So, yeah, they've really, they've really caught on. People know what they are. And great gun. Just a great gun. Yeah. And I think Caltech got – Famous or infamous, or whichever way you want to look at it, when um, George Zimmerman <laughs> yeah. used it on Trayvon Martin. So. <laughs> so, number three, I also have one of these as well, Smith & Wesson. Um, they make them in Columbia, Missouri. I didn't know that, actually, that they made their 22s there, but uh, manufactured 94,852. Clay, you got any Smith & Wesson uh, handguns or 22 I don't have, handguns? I don't have any uh, 22 handguns. I've got... Smith and Wesson firearms, absolutely. As far as uh, semi-auto pistols, but I do not have a 22. I just one of them. I, I guess now I'm going to have to go get one because I don't have one. Yeah, well, I'll let you shoot mine. It, it's awesome. My daughters shoot it and they, they love it. Super accurate. Highly recommended. Um, as a matter of fact, if you're looking for a 22 handgun, head down to our newest sponsor, Double H Guns. Pick yourself one up there. See how I did that? Time? Absolutely. Yeah, I did. That was smooth there. <laughs> uh, well, right on. And Double H uses uh, KBMR, so that's right in your building, too, Todd. Yeah. I'll just zip through these. Uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. You're, you're supporting two great companies, Guns in the 701 there you go. and uh, 550 AM. Real quick, I'll just name these off real quick. Four's Taurus, five Glock. Glock only makes one handgun, 122, yep. and that thing sold 40, over 63,000. And six is Browning, seven Phoenix Arms, never heard of them actually, and eight Beretta. So that's your, that's yep. your 22 handgun caliber rundown there for some automatics. It can rear end Phoenix the US Arms is, uh Phoenix Arms is a small little company. Their their guns are inexpensive guns. I'd call them an economy gun. Uh, we used a few in banquets uh, back in the Bay, Jamie, but they're okay. They're they're not going to be the one that you're going to run out and want and got a desire. But they're good, you know, good economy gun for anybody to get and they'll function. That's the way I describe them. <laughs> as long as it goes bang when you pull the trigger. If you, you have go, to buy right? a gift for somebody you don't really like, but you want to get something, I mean, there you go. 
for example. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Guns of the 701 at 850. Bill to allow armed teachers in Nebraska, yeah. and I'm sure somebody's going, well, of course we want teachers to have arms on their bodies. So they've misunderstood the bill. Oh. Now they're... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. You know, we passed a similar bill, but uh, Senator Tom Brewer, he introduced this. He's a Republican, so he brought this forth uh, basically in Nebraska. You know, the, the Associated Press, they, they, you know, they're not exactly friendly to the Second Amendment either, but they do want to have the availability to have their teachers and their staff and essentially – uh, off-duty fire, uh, cops and law enforcement officers to be able to be in the in the schools with handguns, basically, or any kind of firearm. I think it's a good idea. Um, I think they've got a lot of uh, they got a big chance of passing this probably in Nebraska. Um, you know, we have one in North Dakota. Cited the same reasons when we were pushing that through. You know, you got a lot of schools that are very very rural. The the time to respond to something like that is insane sometimes. It just it ain't going to happen. So it is a good idea. I've always believed that you want to keep your kids safe and you want to keep that building safe, especially in the climate we live in today. You should have armed personnel in those schools. They are the first line of defense, and who better is the teachers if they're, if they're willing. Now, I don't think you make every teacher do it. You don't make every staff person do it. You get those that are willing to go through that training. There is a course, by the way, NRA will take care of that through their to their program, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that program, and it does a fantastic job. We have it in North Dakota, but I do not like that they left it up just to school boards to make that decision because I, I, they can override it. So we do have the state law just like South Dakota does, but the school district, the school board, ultimately has to give the green light to it. So as you can imagine, there's very, very few that do it. Um, so Meanwhile, in South Chicago, they've decided only students can have guns, so... <laughs> yeah, that's working well, ain't it? In the, in the safe zones? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm kidding. Before somebody thinks I'm serious. But let's face it, it's that that they've been notorious for being gun-free, and yet how's that worked on the crime numbers? Not very good. What is good as having gun-free schools have worked on stopping mass shootings, Todd. It hasn't worked. Or any place <laughs> else that puts up a sign, this is a gun-free zone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll bring mine in, and you won't be able to do squat for yourself. Good luck. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, by the way, guys, next yes. week I'm probably going to have an update on that Montana case. And uh, it's not a good one, but it'll be appealed. But we'll bring, we'll bring that up on the show next week because uh, we've been kind of following that here. Okay, well, I'll be in Vegas. Oh. Hopefully not getting shot. Oh. <laughs> well, hopefully not. If I, I don't, if I don't make it back, uh, you know why now, I guess. <laughs> but, so Clay's uh, going to be back. Clay's going to be back next week on the on the live stream. He wasn't here Wednesday. I filled in with Mike, who's usually on here with Todd and Clay. We had a pretty good yep. show, uh, so you can check that out. And if, oh. hey, guess what? If you can't watch the replay of the live stream, go on iHeart. Best podcast on iHeart, Guns in the 701. And tonight, Todd, my, my own podcast, which is in association with Guns in the 701, 701 Nation is going to be on tonight, 7 p.m., on all of Guns in the 701 social media outlets and our website. I'm having on the guys from the Worst Shop, the guys who started. Oh, yeah. Dickinson. 
Uh, Art and Brian Warner are going to be on. We're going to be talking everything sausage making. So, so if you're not doing anything tonight, get on there and get in the chats and let's talk some sausage making with some with some experts. Pretty soon, Guns of the Seven Hundred One is going to be its own app with a billion channels on it. There and <laughs> I'd love Seven Hundred Nation was the Seven Hundred One Nation was the first one. So you heard the first one. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Good, thought, uh, good talking to you again, buddy. All right, you too. Stay safe.